you said like a lot of people might be thinking we have no idea what we're doing. Well, you know, maybe this will be a surprise, but we have no idea what we're doing either. And it's apparently no one else does. Welcome to the Bold Moves How Did You Know podcast, a podcast for the naturally curious who wanted to find their own path. I'm your host, Kristen Rocco, and here I'm sharing bold move stories that propelled my guests from curiosity to, to action. And in doing so, they've defined a path that is purposeful to them. Through these stories, I hope you'll be inspired to pursue your boldest dreams. With me today are Michael and Shannon Healy. They are the founders of Collector. It's a concept shop and coffee bar all the way in Kinsale, Ireland. I suppose I mean all the way if you live in the United States where I do, but maybe it's close to some of you and I really hope it is. You're gonna love hearing the story. Um, before we get into the Q&A with Michael and Shannon, I have to read some of these really cool write-ups um, that their new, uh, new concept shop and coffee bar uh, called The Collector has gotten since they opened about a month ago. So here we go. The Collector is the passion project of Michael and Shannon Healy, a married couple from Florida who spent years traveling around the world looking for something different after leaving their corporate jobs in New York. And it seems they found what they're looking for in the harbor town of Kinsale. After experiencing many different cultures on their travels, the pair would often return home from their latest journey and immediately try and recreate their latest flavorful find at home. Now all of these different concoctions are available under one roof with classic tastes of New York on the menu next to delicate Japanese lattes. Um, the, another publication uh, called Yay Cork called the menu a work of art. Um, so I'm so excited to share their story with you today. Hi, Michael and Shannon. Hey, Hello. How you doing? Good. Thanks for talking to me all the way from Kinsale, Ireland. What time is it for you? Um, it is four in the afternoon, a little later. So much uh, six hours or so ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. So I have to tell all the listeners I have a inside view into Michael and Shannon's journey because Michael happens to be my brother and Shannon is my sister-in-law. Uh, so I have been so inspired by them uh, really for the past 15 years that they've been kind of carving out their own path and they're going to be so inspirational just to share their story and uh, for you guys to learn a little bit more about what they've been up to and see if there's anything you can take away from how you can make your own bold moves. So let's go ahead and dive in. I want to talk about all the details of the collector, right? Um, that's what you're doing now, but you've started practicing your bold moves muscle well before now. Um, from having your own website design company several years ago, you've traveled the world for six months, just quitting your own jobs and backpacking across Europe and Asia. Um, so if you reflect on everything you've done from a bold moves perspective, where did you find the courage to take all of this bold action and go after what you really want? Well, uh, I guess I would say to some extent, I think we found it in each other. I think being, finding that person that, that you mesh with and you want to be with and explore with, 
um, really did it for us. So Shen and I met uh, in in college. We went to art school in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and actually, I'd say kind of the maybe the first inkling of, of our journey was just a few weeks after dating. Shannon asked me if I wanted to go visit Chicago with her in the wintertime, oh. um, which maybe <laughs> some people would have thought was a little forward um, after a few weeks, but we just had nothing to do. And I think there was like a long holiday weekend and we said, sure. So we hopped on a plane, yeah, like a week later um, and spent a long weekend in Chicago in the dead of winter, freezing cold. And, um, you know, we were living in Florida at the time, so not exactly prepared. Um, but yeah, so since then, you know, right after graduating uh, school, when I finished in Florida, we moved to San Francisco together um, to try and start our career path out there. Um, and we moved around the US a bit, uh, also in Chicago and New York, like you mentioned. Um, I think kind of always trying to find our place and, and like what made us the most happy and maybe not settling for something that we didn't think was uh, perfect to some extent. Um, and so I think then, you know, when we were working in New York, we kind of said, you know what, uh, we've been trying to, to fit our lives into these kind of nine to five jobs, uh, bouncing from company to company in the U.S., but let's try something else. And that's when we kind of quit and started traveling. Uh, I mean, we had always been traveling abroad throughout those years, but left uh, and we we started in China and went around Asia for a few months and then into Europe. And, and uh, yeah, from there came back to the U.S. A, a lot of people would be super trepidatious about just quitting their jobs to go travel the world for six months. How did you... Uh, what did you do in order to make that a reality for yourselves? And and what did you feel when you were thinking about this kind of expedition, so to speak? Yeah, I, well, I guess just to piggyback a little bit on what Michael was saying, um, you know, that that sort of like journey continued in, in various forms. Um, and we've had these moments of kind of like settling somewhere. Um, mm -hmm in a sense, but then sort of like looking at each other and asking ourselves why not so many times that there's this certain level of comfort with being uncomfortable um, that we've become accustomed to. And in a lot of ways, I would say that we had continued to seek out um, over the years, like that sort of disruption in our lives became a bit of Mm -hmm. sort of the norm for us. Um, so maybe the first go around, you know, the logistic uh, aspects of what it means to sort of shut down what normal looks like today and prepare for going abroad or moving somewhere or switching jobs or all of these things just becomes a matter of, you know, a bit of organization and do some research, work together, sort of divide and conquer, and then you just make it happen. Um, and I just overall, you know, before we continue the conversation, I, I just want to call out sort of like a, a thank you to you for inviting us to have this conversation. I think it's really humbling, um, in a way that you would even call out what we're doing a bold move because really for us, this is just living. And, um, I think kind of breaking away from the status quo in some ways, 
Mm-hmm. For us, whether that's, you know, sort of subconscious or intentional is is just about really chasing happiness at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, it's been... I it's, think also, I was just going to say more attainably on the part about leaving our jobs. I think we had worked really hard at our careers, like for uh, 10 years or so up, up to that point. Um, and I think we just kind of had a bit of security, like we felt confident that we could get jobs again, you know, um, because we had kind of like really focused on being valuable um, in our careers until that point. And I think when we left the jobs, we realized that the amount of money we spent living in New York was in a lot of cases more than we would spend traveling. Um you don't have any income, but your expenses are about the same. So if you have enough savings to live off of for six months, then in our case, we had enough savings to travel for six months. Um, and so I think from, from that perspective, like I, I wouldn't say we had a safety net in the sense that like, you know, there was just like something built in that we didn't have to worry about, but like we had mm-hmm. worked to, to create a little bit of a buffer zone for us at that point. Yeah, and, and that's part of, I think, the balance, too, with us. Um, uh, and and maybe Michael embodies this especially well, is the sort of like yin and yang of pragmatism, but also this sort of, you know, dreamy, mm. um, looking towards the horizon quality. And even in the way we answer your questions, I think you see kind of that that mix of it. Definitely. You know, I appreciate, you know, kind of what you said there, because there's two really uh, important points or interesting points that I want to just kind of backtrack on. The first one um, that's that came to mind was um, your dreams uh, in terms of did you ever know where you were going um, or, you know, every time you were hopping around or, you know, pursuing something else? Did you just in those moments kind of get a calling to do X, you know, so so let me break that down because that was really uh, abstract, (laughs) but you know Michael and Shannon have lived in Chicago they've lived in San Francisco they moved to Florida to start a graphic uh, website design company right Um, then they moved to New York City. uh, To work, you know, in the city for um, corporations or or. Yeah, normal nine to five jobs. That's when they then quit to go, you know, quit their jobs and and plan to go to Europe for six or Europe and Asia for six months to travel around. And uh, they came back to the United States for what, half a second, uh, and then moved to Switzerland and stayed there for about three years. And then they moved to Kinsale recently, and now they've opened the collector. So as you can see, when you talk about it like that, your journey has been a lot of, um, I want to try something different, new, fresh, you know? And so how do your dreams play into that? Or do you just more so navigate what you want to do based on how you're feeling when you sort of are getting, you know, into the zone of what you're doing um, at the time? I I think especially at the beginning when we were moving around the U.S., we were just kind of feeling out like what was best for us. Like, uh, I I guess I kind of believe that, you know, you have to try a little bit of everything before you can say what 
you like the most <laughs> to some extent. So I think there is a little bit of that, especially with like San Francisco, Chicago, you know, we weren't there living there for that long, like a little over the, a year, year and a half. Um, and then once, so we were always kind of trying to see like, oh, does this work? Is this gonna, you know, tick all the boxes? And if it wasn't, I think we never really had this, um, sense of like we have to stick it out or we like mm -hmm. you know like we can just move or, or try something else and then I think once we had decided to make that jump and travel without jobs um when we came back to the U.S. and we went to Boston at that point um at that point we knew like there was something else that we needed to do with mm -hmm. our lives that revolved around like living a more extreme, uh, not an extreme place, but like an ex more extremely different place, like another country as opposed mm -hmm. to just another city. Um, and also pursuing, uh, you know, having our own business. And like you said, we had kind of had um, a web design uh, that we were working on for a while, which worked really well, but I think we really wanted to have something that was more our own and more physical and mm -hmm. you know, more tangible, I guess, than, than just a kind of a digital version of what we were doing for other companies. Um, and so at that point, I think we really started kind of planning and pursuing this idea where how do we get back to Europe more permanently and start uh, yeah, a business that, that really um, made us happy and fulfilled what we were trying to do. I love that you've collected uh, pieces of information over time to help you identify and find what is going to be make you the most happy, the most fulfilled. And, you know, through all of the moves and with more information, you've been able to just continue your path forward in somewhat of a unique way, um, which is really cool to have watched over the years. And then you said one more thing before we get into what you're doing now about collaboration. And you all are a husband and wife team, of course, but you know a lot of people may not have, uh, you know, not may not be uh, partnering up with their spouse on a new adventure or a new business, or maybe they are. But the importance of collaboration and being able to share your dreams and your ideas with somebody, whether or not it's your spouse or your partner, seems to have been a really important a really important part of the equation in general and for you specifically um so that you can you know share your dreams with somebody and, and get excited about it yeah um i guess the thing there for us you know when you sort of look at um a checklist of items that you might use to consider what what you do next or or how you can pursue these sort of pipe dreams making them into a reality I think for us having that, you know, better half to not only lean on, but to give a push um, has been really essential. I think it's even difficult to imagine what today would look like if we didn't have this history together of kind of trying new exploration and figuring out even what it is that we want next. So that really has made a unique unique um, equation for us in determining what the present and the future looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people in ourselves included have a lot of self-doubt when you're making a big decision. Mm -hmm. And 
for us, like when I'm doubting myself for a decision, like Shannon is all often the person to push that forward and, and like make me feel okay and make, with what we're doing. But I think anyone can get that reassurance from other places, whether it be from themselves or their family or a friend, but really you're just like, just being confident in your own voice. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, for us, it's, it's each other, I guess. All right, let's move on to The Collector, what you're doing now. When did your dream for The Collector begin? Let's start at the very beginning. Which version? <laughs> um, and and you, you noted something um, earlier about, you know, the collections of, you know, experience and so on throughout our lives. So there are also lots of nuances and layers that go with that name in particular for us. Um, and, you know, sort of why we chose it and also our ambition for for our little shop and coffee-ish bar. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think years ago, honestly, um, some version of this, you know, the sort of kernel of the idea began. Um, but more practically, since being here in Ireland in Kinsale, um, the concept even has taken on a few iterations from just a very sort of like practical standpoint of, of space, you know, real estate and availability and trying to keep our expression of what we wanted to do malleable enough based on simply what we could find to work in and set up. Um, yeah, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I think so. The collector is a combination of a lot of things, but in particular two things, which is uh, food or drink, as well as kind of handcrafted artisan goods that we sell. Um, and I, I think on the food side, like, I think like a lot of people, when we travel, we like travel to eat, essentially. A good portion of like when we go visit somewhere, just finding local cuisine whether that mean in a nice restaurant or on a sidewalk um so shannon in particular has always been like a great home cook um and really focused on not only flavors but also like good ingredients and you know healthy and things like that um and then like i said before we met in art school so we both have an artistic background and more recently, probably over the last five or so years, um, I started getting more into doing woodworking and a little more painting and kind of doing these things that I used to do uh, all the time when I was younger. But as you become an adult and you have a career, you kind of stop doing. <laughs> and so I was starting getting back into, into doing that kind of work. Um, and so kind of when we were thinking about what we wanted to do. And like I said, we knew we wanted to do something very like physical and tangible. Um, eventually it came to this point of like, yeah, putting these two pieces together where we have uh, a, a food and drink element as well as like a kind of handcraft, you know, but like also like a highly designed kind of um, retail side of it. And so, yeah, those are kind of uh, where the, the inspiration came from, I guess, uh, to get to the shop. Yeah, I love, you know, I love the the theme, the concept of the collector and how much meaning there is behind the name to you all personally and how you've developed the concept. It's so cool, so unique, and that bleeds right into the menu. So um, 
Can you tell the listeners a little bit about, you know, maybe just a few drinks of uh, on the menu that have been inspired by your travels because it is so cool. Well, thank you. Uh, I guess to start the most difficult part of the process in in curating a menu, uh, you know, alongside even our retail is editing because there are so many amazing sort of culinary um, experiences that we've had and things that we've played with and wanted to represent. Um, so yeah, this even our current menu is just sort of a fraction of what we could potentially do. Um, but to call out a few of these, the Aaron Latte, for example, is sort of one of our favorite and more special beverages. We actually make our own syrups. So this one features a vanilla and palm syrup along with a pandan, which is an extract that we create from a leaf that can only be found in Southeast Asia. And we also use a really beautiful Indonesian java bean. And this combination of flavors is sort of just offbeat enough that it feels like you're dipping your toe into trying something kind of unusual. But for sort of the milky coffee drinkers of the world, you know, someone who walks in and gets your basic latte or cappuccino, this is a really nice deviation from the norm and a great example of what we're presenting. That's definitely, um, you know, something special. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something you could find definitely uh, if you're traveling around Indonesia, some version of it. Um, and then, of course, we have some other things like a lavender matcha latte, Japanese inspired, um, a Greek style frappe, which is a little different than maybe what you're used to in the U.S., um, fizzy Americano, Dalgana coffee, those kind of things. So kind of a lot of coffee or espresso based drinks, but also a lot of kind of fruit or tea and non-coffee drinks. So uh, trying to bridge the gap a little there to to find what people enjoy. I think there's a lesson here for uh, for people to understand too, which is the the clarity and the vision. Um, you know, I, I think that when you thought about bringing these unique flavors into the small town of Kinsale, Ireland, the hope was that you would uh, bring you know, maybe people new experiences from and inspire even them to go travel to these other places. But then also people being able to say, oh, this is reminding me of an experience that I had. So kind of working both ways. And I think that's what happens when you have clarity of vision that you can really help um, lead your audience on a journey that they may not have had um, without your your business or whatever you're doing whatever you're bringing into the world so that's what's so cool about designing something that's uniquely yours going back a little bit to thinking about the building blocks to actually starting this operation um what I'm going to ask you what plans did you have in place to make this a reality? But man, I got to tell you guys, you know, watching you from afar, doing everything yourselves from start to finish is so crazy to me. I mean, you wrote the business plan, you rented, uh, you found found a location, you leased the location, then you built the location out by yourself. Mind you guys, they built a full kitchen by themselves in this, you know, um, cool space in, in, right in the heart of Kinsale. Um, 
And then, of course, you came up with the menu by yourself and you, uh, I, I mean, I can't even, there's a laundry list of all of the things you did to uh, denote the how uh, the collector actually opened. I think a lot of people are listening, thinking, man, I want to do something cool like this. I have no idea where to even start. So how did you all even begin this journey? I mean, how did you know what to do and how to do it and all of that kind of stuff? Well, it helps if you have a Michael in your life because <laughs> he's incredibly resourceful uh, and very handy. And I, I know he would often say like, you know, um, a YouTube video really goes a long way into uh, helping explain the the sort of like questions that even we have that come up on the regular but um, I think there's a general ingenuity and just sort of like go-getterness to figuring stuff out mm. because honestly, you look around, no one really knows what they're doing, <laughs> um, you know, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think even back to years and years ago, like we've always just kind of had this like, well, we'll figure it out type of mentality. Um, and yeah, that's exactly it. Like, like you said, like a lot of people might be thinking we have no idea what we're doing. Well, you know, maybe this will be a surprise, but we have no idea what we're doing either. And it's apparently no one else does. Um, so it's just a matter of, of trying really. So, yeah, I mean, I think I am handy and I think Shannon also like is handy and has a great sense of uh, design. Eye and very artistic, like mind you. Yes. Yeah. But on a practical standpoint, like we built a wall, like, and I've never built one before, but we just kind of started doing it. And, you know, the internet is a wealth of information. Um, and I think what we've also found is like, and I, and I don't know that this is true for everyone, but, but a lot of times having to find other people and express your vision is more taxing and takes more time and energy and money, of course, than just figuring it out on your own. So to some extent, it sounds glamorous, I guess. But on the other hand, I think it's just like this, like, oh, well, we can just figure it out. And like, then I don't have to deal with mm -hmm. like other people to some extent. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, just, again, kind of having confidence in making those moves and being okay with failing because we've definitely failed a lot like I mean there's been a lot of mistakes but you know you move past it yeah one of my questions was how you know how did you move past so many I don't know how moments um which seems like a little bit like you've answered um and you just uh every time a, a, a new problem or challenge unveils itself to you you have to spend some time in the mud right uh really looking at it and thinking all right how do i get myself out of this muddy situation now and uh just collecting you know all the different ways that you think you need to approach and solve the problem anything else to add there there's just a certain level of redefining what success looks like as well mm -hmm. you know um depending on your sort of like point in life your situation whatever that is you know, success for us 10 years ago is probably very different than it is today. And even during the process of embarking on a project, like renovating and building out a space to host this new business that we're doing, um, you know, you, you need to just sort of like 
be a bit gentle with yourself at times, but also continue pushing and knowing what you're working towards and setting, you know, sort of like those proverbial small steps mm -hmm. along the way to have little things that you can check off and be proud of. What are you most excited about now that the collector is open? What what is your version of success for the collector today? Um, that is maybe one of the hardest questions <laughs> because yeah, we're not sure yet. I mean, so Kinsale uh, has a great local community, but it also does get uh, very busy in the summertime with people traveling in for short shorter periods of time. So we're kind of right on the cusp of when that busy period starts. So um we're kind of ready for things to be a bit different based on that like just a new type of person in town a new customer mm -hmm. um, looking for different things um so we're kind of excited i think to just see how that goes uh, with more traffic around and the feedback we get from people that are you know visiting rather than living uh, in ireland um i think we have a we're going to have a few new items added to the menu in the coming weeks or so, which we're really excited about. We're also <laughs> to, to add another thing to our to-do list, but like uh, we're building out a, a mobile coffee cart mm. um, that we're going to pull by a bicycle. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's kind of a fun, <laughs> yeah, kind of a fun thing that, that was actually technically supposed to get done before we opened the shop, but because we had to <laughs> re readjust our plans. Um, so we'll still be doing that. So we have a couple of surprises yet to, to, that will, will uh, spring, spring on our store in the coming months. Um, and just seeing the reaction from, from everyone, I think is the most exciting part. Yeah. And just extending on that a bit, sort of the just softer point, you know, creating a great experience for people that walk in to our store and um, helping them to create a, a unique memory, a great sort of like talking point and take away even from, you know, the, the quick moment they might have with us. And slowly but surely, even in our first couple of weeks, we've already um, really sort of on an exciting note, become a destination for people. Um, you know, we're, we're hearing about people that have already traveled, you know, an hour beyond, which um, wow. you know, maybe doesn't sound like a huge deal, but to us, it really is to come and visit, you know, our shop to try our unique menu specifically, even people coming in, trying multiple drinks on their one visit and, you know, oh. proclaiming they can't wait to work through the entire menu and are so excited about what we'll be adding. So those little points are great affirmations and validations that, you know, this idea that we had is really something that other people are interested in. And we are just really curious to see sort of what that looks like, um, you know, in the months and, and years, we hope, ahead. I just want to double down on that. Wow. You know, that's that's the cool factor of doing your own thing, designing your own path, is that those unintended or unknown um, amazing things that happen because you put your thing in the world. Like you said, Shannon, you know, these people coming from an hour away just to try what you're doing uh, or try what you're making, um, these write-ups in all of these publications that you never could have expected and how much um, satisfaction, fulfillment, and happiness 
that must give you to know that that's your work of art and nobody else's. Um, I want to ask my final question, which is, uh, you've been making some bold moves, as we said at the very top of the show, for a long, long time. However, as uh, your life has progressed, now looking back, what do you wish you would have known about bold moves earlier on? <laughs> Uh, uh, so many things, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't change anything because, I mean, this sounds very cliche, but like every mistake and, and every wrong turn was is always somehow something that brought us to where we are today. Um, we did spend, you know, years and years kind of like looking for what we thought we wanted to do and to some extent you think like well if someone would have just given me the answer 10 years earlier mm -hmm. we could have opened the collector in our 20s instead of in our 30s but um then it might have been not as cool because we maybe wouldn't have known as much mm -hmm. um so yeah i don't know what do you think um i mean not to sort of like echo michael too much but but also uh pretty much what he said in in a sense you know regardless of how much you plan or how much you know very few things in life work out exactly as you might intend them to so having a sense of flexibility and buoyancy even in the most challenging of moments um is is well worth it because things do turn around even when you're at a low mm -hmm. and um i think trying as much as possible to be realistic but optimistic mm -hmm. um, is essential just for for moving forward and um, being open to opportunity and the unexpected. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, guys. This has been so fun. I mean, I am just like the proudest sister ever. Um, now, I need to firmly suggest that everyone who visits Kinsale stop by the collector while you're there. They are in the heart of town. You can't miss it. But Michael and Shannon, where can listeners follow you and find you on the internet until they visit your shop? Yeah, so our website is thecollector.ie and our social handles are also at thecollector.ie. Uh, so everything there. Yep. And, uh, you know, follow along on Instagram, especially we're sharing lots of gorgeous photos of of drinks that we're whipping up and great things um, in the shop for sale. And yeah, hope to see everyone soon. Thank you so much for joining me on the Bold Moves podcast. Have you visited the Bold Moves resources page yet that I've put together, especially for you? to help you discover your own path and listen to what it is that you want to do. There you're going to find resources like book a book list um, that's going to help you embrace a bold moves mindset and some of the really cool quotes from past podcast guests that are going to just help you get perspective on what it means to take bold moves in your life. Um, there's also a survey that I want you to take. I want you to finally put it down in writing. What is your bold move that you're looking to achieve next? I think accountability is such a huge part of taking a bold move. And so write to me and let me know what it is that your next bold move is. 
go to kristenrocco.com slash bold-moves-resources. I'm also linking the URL right there in the show notes. Uh, so go into the show notes, click that link, and you'll be taken there right now. See you there.